Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my friends. Whatever time you're listening to this, welcome to another episode of the Dan Fisher's Experience. I thank you so much for supporting this episode and this show, whether you're listening to this on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any other podcasting platform, or watching this on YouTube with the visuals. I appreciate you. Without further ado, folks, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about today, including taking people out of context, including the Johnny Depp stuff that's in the news, and uh, we'll see. Well, maybe we have a surprise or two left for you. So, folks, I don't know if you know this, but uh, an actor by the name of Johnny Depp, you, or you may know him by his more spectacular name, Captain Jack Sparrow, everyone's childhood hero growing up, has been in some the news for a while now, and for not for very good things. There are apparently things going on with his and his, and his lady friends, and, and, and his lady friend, his former wife, you know, was talking about abuse and this and that, and eventually he stepped down from his role of Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beasts movie. I don't know if you guys are into the Harry Potter stuff, Fantastic Beasts. I mean, it's kind of like a the spin-off of Harry Potter. Long story short, he ends up stepping down. I don't remember if he was asked to step down or he resigned on his own. I feel like he was asked, but he still got paid. Here's the thing. I feel like this is a perfect opportunity to talk about this idea. I'm about to do something, ladies and gentlemen, that 99% of people don't do. This is what 99% of people do. They go online. They read an article. Johnny Depp. Wife abuser steps down. They come out here and they make a video. And they go, yo, he's a wife abuser. He did this and that. And he stepped down. And it's like, oh, did you know Johnny personally? Nope. Um, were you a friend, like a close friend of his wife? Nope. Did you see him abusing his wife through the window? Nope. Like, what did you do? What research did this come from? Or was this just you read a headline and said, hey, let me jump on this trend like a brainless sheep? My friends, I'll be honest, I have not done enough research to pick a side. That's not what this is about. This is simply about saying, hey, before we talk about me versus you, who's right, who's wrong, voicing my opinion, please look at both sides. I know it's extremely tough because these things are usually emotional and they can be very serious issues and they can hit very close to home. For example, if you were in a relationship where you were abused and then you hear someone else possibly allegedly being abused, your emotional tendencies are going to lean towards that, you know, so, and you might not question it as much because of your background, because of your experience, because of your perspective. On the other side, if you were with a partner who made up stories about abuse and other things, and then you hear this in the news, chances are you're going to refer back to your own life experience, which is unique to you. And based off of that, you're going to give your opinion on it and go, no, man, no way she's making this up. Johnny Depp, man, Captain Jack Sparrow. No, man, are you kidding? Get out of here. If anything, it was the other way around. So please, my friends, be mindful when you're on Twitter, when you're scrolling through Instagram, take everything in, but please take it in with a grain of salt. Always realize who's it coming from? What do they have to gain from it? And really think about, well, I'm not there. You're not there either. I don't know, folks, if you've ever played the game of telephone where you're sitting around in a circle and there's five people together and one person whispers something in their ear and they might go, hey, my favorite fruit is pineapple. And they keep whispering. And by the time it gets to the last guy, he'll be like, you know, so what was the word? And he'll be like, I feel like a pterodactyl. Like, did you see how, you know, how words is a bad example, but you get what I mean, right? You tell someone one thing and they exaggerate it and they twist it around, sometimes not even consciously on purpose, right? The psychology, not just psychology, but law has shown us that witnesses have an unbelievably uh, terrible, is that the right word to use? For recalling past events. 
right? So, so we've, you know, the law is really, really um, pushed down on how people question witnesses when they say, did you see so-and-so doing this, right? And really wording could actually change the way a witness recalled a memory. There's even a hypothesis out there. I apologize. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but it said every time you recall a memory, something about it is slightly different. Every time someone says, hey man, tell me that story. The core is the same. But every single time you tell, and over the years, things start to change. 1% here, 1% there. After four or five years, man, almost a third of the story is different. Almost half the story is different. Now, why that is, I haven't done too much research into that. I'm not sure. But with this in mind, we should be extremely careful before we start picking sides and going out there. And, and I mean, these are some serious allegations. These are some extremely serious allegations. And, and the only one thing I would think is my friend's you're going to find what you're looking for. If you want to find someone guilty, you will find them guilty, whether they are or are not. They could be innocent. But if you are looking for things that look suspicious, you, if you're looking for problems, you will find them and vice versa. You just, you are able to justify your views and the way that you look at situations. So, you know, in this Johnny Depp situation, my two cents on it is this, right? Listen to both sides. Listen to what they're saying. You know, from this very little, the extreme little that I've heard is she's saying that Johnny Depp abused her. Johnny Depp has actually, I don't know if he came out publicly, but I swear I heard it somewhere. And again, take this with a grain of salt. That he said, you know, it was actually the other way around. She was the one abusing him. And obviously, folks, you know, divorce and they drag you through court and all the money. And it's, it's, it's brutal. It's absolutely, divorces in general are... It's, it's, it's almost, it's horrific. It's just a horrible process that takes way too long, way longer than it should. It's extremely expensive. But the one message I really want to pound out of the park is this. Folks, unfortunately, 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 if she says, just because she says this happened to her, can't be the reason we take her for her word. We can't give everyone the benefit of the doubt, unfortunately. Uh, I read on Twitter somewhere, they said, believe all women all the time. Think about that for a second. Believe all women all the time. Now you might say, well, Dana, what's wrong with that? Well, let's, let's just play a game here. Let's take out women, let's put in police officers. Believe all police officers all the time. Let's take our police officers, let's put in whatever you want. Should we believe all of everything all the time? I don't think so. I do not think so. Believe all doctors all the time. My friends, doctors make mistakes. They make mistakes diagnosing all the time, whether they mean to, or, but most of the time it's unintentional. Believe all police officers. I'm sure a lot of them are good and great and amazing and I'm sure there's some who will twist the story to make sure that they one don't get sued and two get to keep their job believe all listen I'm hands down of course there are people who you should believe hell I even think you should believe most I think you should believe most women but what if that's like I don't know 95% now folks I'm an absolute like doofus I, I really am I, I don't know much 
I come out here and I talk and I give, you know, quote unquote advice and life, you know, tips and whatever. I, I barely know anything. Like, I am so dumb. I don't even know how I made it to the age of 20. I'm not even joking. I think I'm a genius in some ways, but in some ways I'm just a doofus. So keep that in mind. You know, when I say folks, I don't think we should believe 100% of anyone. If, if, you know, women come out and they say, hey, I've been sexually assaulted. I've been, you know, abused. I've been whatever X, Y, and Z. You know, I don't know what the number is, but I would surely think 95% is a good, is a good starter. We can believe 95%. You can push that down to 90%. You can push that up to 97%. But there's going to be people who are going to take advantage of you. There's going to be people who are going to try take advantage of the law. And it's going to be a lose-lose situation for everybody. It's going to suck for them. It's going to suck for all the unfortunate, I don't want to say idiots, but those people who just blindly will follow you justice just like dude like what are you talking about you don't even know the whole story i know your heart's in the right place but, but please it's, it's dangerous if you don't know the whole story and you're just marching into something blindly i would not recommend it so please my friends just always be skeptical unfortunately you have to be and and i can only imagine what that's like being someone and you've gone through a situation like an assault and not only is it terrible to have to tell people right to get the law involved or whatever but to have people question you and doubt you and say oh you're just making it up when it really did happen i'm not gonna bs you i cannot imagine what that's like i'm not gonna, oh i know what that i don't and i don't know if, if i will so so i think it's it's really it is this margin of hey we gotta understand how vulnerable this person is to come out and to say what they're saying. But on the other hand, what are the chances that we punish an innocent person? And I think that's, you know, that's very, very extremely serious. I think not believing someone who has been through something is absolutely terrible. And I think accusing an innocent person of crimes that they did not commit, which would lead to a career suicide, which would lead to like literal jail, which would lead to all kinds of problems. And they're getting something that they do not deserve. They've done nothing wrong. I think that's equally as terrible, right? So I think there is a, there's a borderline. There's a line of, you know, how far you should go. You know, shouts out to comedian Dave Chappelle. He was talking about this, was it last year now? Was it either earlier this year or last year? There's a French actor, phenomenal guy. Um, by the name of Jesse? Jesse Smollier, if I'm not mistaken, brilliant actor. And he'd done this phenomenal scene, right? And, and the scene was, you know, he, he got basically attacked by these guys who had Make America Great Again hats on. And he had this story of tied up. Anyways, it was this long thing. And for days, people were saying, man, justice for this guy, blah, blah. And this is ridiculous. And we got to stand together in this country. And, and eventually you find out that it was fake. It was all made up. And, and just how stupid people look. The days beforehand, putting this kid on a pedestal, blah, 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 and this is da, 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 da. Like, you are such sheep. How could you not fact check this? Because everybody's right all the time, right? Like, oh man, oh, the Jesse stuff. That was, I think the Jesse um, was such a slap in the face to anyone who has gone through something. Because when you have people fake it, you give people a reason to be skeptical. Because I guarantee you, the people who fell for it the first time, now when you come out and say, hey man, I was attacked by these two guys, they're racist, they had an ethnic thing going on, they'll be like, really? Did that really happen? Like, because of people who fake it, now, unfortunately, you have people who are skeptical. You know, you have people who do kind of sit on the edge and go, hey man, you're going to need more than that. I'm going to need to hear more than just your word.
Now, with respect to taking people out of context, because I think that is such a, that, that's something that you see so much in the media. And, and I think it's really, really important. And a lot of people listening to this, you know, you guys know now that what start off as these episodes is just hardcore mental health. It's, it's really everything, right? Because when you dip into things like taking words out of context, giving people labels, how do you think that affects them psychologically? You know, how do you think that makes people feel? And thus, how do you think that makes them act and behave? And then they behave in ways which reaffirm those labels, right? So, so this is why I'm talking about this stuff. I know I don't get too much to the news and whatnot, but it's important to cover. A few weeks ago, Kanye West went on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if you folks saw it. It was about three hours, I want to say. I saw it all, painfully. Um, it was spread out through a couple of days. My little uh, take on that is this. It was all over the place. This was clearly Kanye is a man with, who has a lot of vision and he has a lot of insight and a lot of plans that he wants to do. But man, listening to him is painful. Like, if you love Kanye, you'll be like, dude, this guy's a genius. And he just thinks like Elon Musk thinks all over the place. You can't understand either of them. But if you don't like Kanye, you'll be like, dude, this is such a stupid idiot. He needs to stay in his music lane. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I've listened to his music. I like some of it. Some of it I'm not too huge on to each their own. It's subjective matter. But what I can tell you is this. A couple of, man, was it a couple of years ago now? Kanye had this statement that came across TMZ and it was all over the place where he came across as saying slavery was a choice. Now, immediately when this happens, right? I remember I heard it. I was like, that's weird. But honestly, I didn't care too much to look into it because I knew like a part of me knows. I'm like, if I hear a little bit, it doesn't make sense for me to just make a video off of that. I have to do more research. I either have to hear the full story and then go into it to give my side or just not get into it at all. I chose not to get into it. Now, here's the thing. He says slavery was a choice, right? And people just blow up. People are listening, blah, 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 blah. People are writing about him. And then in this 40 second period on the Joe Rogan experience, they talk about it and, and Kanye essentially, and I'm hardcore paraphrasing here, but he's like, hey man, not slavery. I'm not referring to the guys back in the day in the cornfields with the chains on them and, and you have slave owners. I'm talking about in the context of the music industry, musicians signing away their lives with record labels because you don't get taught these business deals and what is a lucrative contract as opposed to not a lucrative contract. So you sign away things like your album and how much money you're gonna make and when you can release music and you become a slave to this, to this company. You become a slave to this label that almost owns you, excuse me, that owns your music and through your music owns you. So when he's saying, hey man, in this context of the music industry slavery is a choice and it's hard because Kanye talks so I don't know weirdly he just it's it's hard to to understand sometimes so he's a guy to take out of context very easily god forbid you don't like the guy as is you're gonna go out of your way to take him out of context without even knowing it because it's just you know emotional biases but I thought that was so fascinating because that's something that I remember hearing and I just I remember being like well I mean this weird guy whatever and then just to hear him literally 40 seconds in that podcast he's like you know Joe just totally breaks it down he's like yeah you didn't mean slavery like that you meant slavery in respects to young artists signing away their rights of releasing music and how much money they should make from their music to these big record labels because they don't know any better in a sense that is slavery in that context well guys doesn't that change the whole effing picture now don't you think that's important to know it's unbelievable it's absolutely unbelievable 
you know, and I think it's just, it's so important that we have these discussions because when we only read headlines, it's dangerous, my friends, it's dangerous. You know, everything's like, well, you gotta be part of a side. And it's like, dude, you, you just get so caught up in this group-like mentality, you know, that you almost forget to take a step back and be like, whoa, man, like, what am I doing here? What's going on? You know, I, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but in one of my social psychology classes, we were looking at riots and how riots ensue. And you'll have this kid, straight A student, volunteers at, the, at a nursing home, great kid, does martial arts, and he just lights a police car on fire in a riot. And he gets detained, and the police are sitting there, and they're like, dude, we're looking at your, at your track record, never problems with the law, great kid, people around you say so you're awesome. What the hell, where did that come from? And the kid, honest to God, goes, I, I don't know. They go, what do you mean you don't know? You're 20. And he says, uh, I don't know what happened. I just, I wasn't thinking. So the police are sitting there dumbfounded. And what social psychology went into this is, man, they have the, the proper terminology, which unfortunately I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was this idea of group mentality. See, my friends, when you get, when you're a part of a group, what happens is you end up diffusing responsibility, right? If I'm thinking about lighting a car on fire, just for the sake of, or vandalizing whatever, I am consciously thinking about me, who I am, my morals, what I do, what I think is right and wrong, and said action. I think I'm a good person. Me doing said action is not what a good person would do. Therefore, I get the sense of cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when, when something in my mind doesn't make sense. If I think I'm a good person, why am I doing a bad act? It does not make sense. Something does not add up here. But when you're in a group, what happens is we're able to, our, our own identities and the way that we view ourselves almost gets submerged in this group-like mentality. So for example, let's say I am a Khabib fan, right? Khabib has his UFC bout. I'm a huge Khabib fan. I'm, a, I'm with a bunch of other Khabib fans and something happens to him, right? Something happens, he loses or he gets stripped or whatever happens and, and, the, and our group of Khabib fans, we all get really upset. And what happens is when you're in this group mentality, you are much more likely to go around doing something that you would never personally do. And I'll tell you why. Going back to my early example, when I think about who I am versus what I do, I'm a good person, I would never vandalize. When you're in the group, there, there is no, there's no identity that you can cling to. There is no, I'm a good person. Instead of thinking, I'm Daniel, I'm a good person, I'm a psychology student, I don't vandalize. I think I'm a part of this group, this is cool. We're all Khabib fans and what ends up happening is the more I get away from who I am as a person, the more, brother, all bets are off. That's how you can have kids lighting cars on fire and doing vandalism, whatever, because you, you almost put on this mask when you're a part of a group and you don't go, hey, I'm Daniel, I'm Sarah, I'm Samantha, I'm Chad. You go, I'm a Khabib fan. I'm a Real Madrid fan. I'm a Lakers fan. And, and when you can put on that mask, it's like you can do, do things that you didn't think you would ever do but you're just caught up in the moment. There is genuine science to that of like, dude, what happened? I, I just caught up in the moment. I, he did it and then he did it and I, do, I didn't even think about it. Because you, you get away from, from who you are. You almost forget who you are in that group-like mentality and you take the group's identity, thus allowing you to do things that you would never do if you were by yourself. Sometimes I, I talk from like topic to topic and I try to think of a way to like transition like into it for you guys so it's not too confusing. But sometimes they're just big leaps because I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. Oh, I want to talk about this, right? 
But yeah, so, so I think that's very interesting. If you folks are interested in writing and whatnot, definitely, it's with a Google. It's with social psychology riots. How do riots happen? Now, there's going to be like political ways in this and that, but but definitely, I think the psychology behind crowds, it just, last little thing I was going to say, folks, in the little bit of first aid that I've done, they said always when you're doing first aid and there's a crowd of people, if you look up and say, someone call 911, there's a chance, there's a good chance no one's going to call 911. Because when there's a bunch of people around, you diffuse responsibility. And you say, hey man, well, I'm not going to do it. The guy beside me is going to do it. The guy beside you says, I'm not going to do it. The guy behind me is going to do it. Do you see what I mean? So they always say, man, a first aid situation, for the sake of argument, if you're there, say, hey, you in the purple sweater. Yeah, you. Can you call 911 for me? Good? All right. Hey, you in the green. I want you to run around, grab me a first aid kit. Right? So what happens is I am, I am singling out individuals. I'm not saying, hey, the group that's here watching me. I'm saying you, specifically you, to kind of shake you and be like, dude, you are accountable. And because you are accountable, you're more likely to follow through on your actions. And that also applies in supplies. That also applies in any sort of a teamwork setting, any sort of group work setting. You know, people find that there's a certain amount of people, you know, let's say you're working on a group project. The more people get added on, the more likely it is that some people are just kind of going to sit back because they have this idea of like, oh, so-and-so will carry the team for me. You know, I won't take the hit as badly. Whereas if it's one person or even two people, or even three people, it's less, you feel like you have more responsibility. You feel like you take more of a hit. That's when you feel like you got to contribute a little bit more. I was uh, watching a TikTok the other day. There was this young lady. I apologize, I forgot her name. And uh, she, she was visibly upset. And she was almost crying. Can I just say something? Folks, why do girls make videos of themselves when they're crying? Have you noticed that? Like, I've seen that all the time. They have snaps of themselves. They have videos of themselves crying. I have, listen, I cry. I do cry. But if I'm ever crying, because I think it's good for you, and I think there's a reason why suicide rates are higher in men than they are in women, and I think crying is a factor. With that said, I'm not sobbing every other day going, ah, right? Anyways, back to the topic. Why do girls do that? Why do girls like take videos of themselves when they're crying? Like never have I ever been really sad and like teary-eyed and be like, let me say hi to my friend real quick. Hey man, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that might have sounded really insensitive. I just think it's the, I don't know. Maybe it's like my inner like masculine who's like, go in the room, close the door, cry your heart out and come out and just, you know, nerves of steel. You know, that's what happens. No emotion. The only emotion is anger. And my voice dropped down a couple of notes because that's what's acceptable. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's so funny. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Huh. You know what? That is why girls live longer. Because when girls get upset, they tend to befriend. Oh, God. Oh, I got to talk to you. You know, and it's actually extremely healthy rather than the guy who's like, oh, F this. You know, whatever. It sucks. And then he just walks into a room. Right, but, but then it takes him longer to get over it. Anyways, I digress. Let's get back to it. I saw this TikTok. And this young lady said, hey, my, you know, my absolute heart's breaking. She has about 800,000, 900,000 followers. And she goes, I read, I read every comment. I read every comment. And she said, there's so many negative comments about me, about my, my weight, about how I look, about my physical features. And she says, I read these negative comments every day and I can't stop thinking about them. Like I think about them the entire day. And she's like, I wish that there was a day where people would just please stop writing these negative comments because it makes people really upset. Two takeaways. Number one, don't ever read comments. Number two, that'll never happen. Let's break this down. I read comments. I read almost every comment. 
I've gotten my fair share. Believe it or not, the almighty, positive, positivity, smiling Daniel teaches gets his fair share of negativity, man. You might not see it if you only follow me on Instagram or YouTube. Uh, check out some of the comments on my TikTok videos, man. You like you think I know the dudes personally. You don't know blank, you know, uh, garbage advice. You know, uh, what do you know, lol? Uh, I can't believe people listen to this loser. Like, oh my goodness, you gotta read it, man. And, and here's the thing. You gotta understand with comments, and this is something that Gary Vaynerchuk had, has always hounded down. He was like, dude, you, you can't put comments on a pedestal. I used to. When a friend said, hey, Daniel, I absolutely love the podcast, man. Keep it going. I would think about it for so long. Like, oh, man, it's amazing. He said that. Wow, he's sitting there. He's listening to my podcast episode right now. And I think about it for a couple of hours. Here's the thing. If you want to attach yourself to every comment, you're going to attach yourself to every comment, be it positive or negative. So when the next person writes, you should never make a video again and go kill yourself, that's going to hurt a lot. Because you've chosen to put comments on a pedestal. I have never in my life met someone who can put praise on a pedestal, but not put negativity on a pedestal. Either you both put them up or you both put them down. I always take them, never personally. If someone says, hey, Daniel, I absolutely love the video. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate it. I really like the feedback. I'm like, okay. They like the talks on confidence. We'll keep doing that. Oh, you like the talks on anxiety? We'll keep talking about that. But on the other hand, I never take it personally. Right? I never you know, think about it. Oh, I can't wait you said this to me. Because you, you can't do that in this game. You get so much negativity. Now, mind you, you might release music. You might get into the movie industry. You might do whatever. You, it might even be at work. Right? If, if a coworker compliments you and goes, hey man, you were phenomenal service. You just make sure you don't like go, oh my God, he said I did, I, I did a phenomenal job. Because the next boss might come and be like, dude, you're absolutely mediocre. And you can't take it personally. Now, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but take it from someone who does get negative comments and goes, hey, nothing I have ever gotten has, has upset me. And two things have, have made that possible. Number one is that I realized to never take anything personally. A lot of the times, I mean, especially in TikToks, at least in, in these episodes, you know, you can disagree with me more, right? I'm breaking down these concepts. Maybe you don't like the way I break them down. Maybe you don't like my storytelling or my character or my demeanor, and that's just who I am, and that's a different story. But a lot of these times, man, it's a it's a post on Instagram of a quote, or it's a 15-second video on TikTok. And if you say something negative on that video, dude, I can't take it personally. Like, like it's not possible because, brother, you don't know me. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I've been through or what I've learned or what I've seen. And that's not putting me on a pedestal like I'm superior looking down at anyone, not at all. But it's just like, dude, it's really, really hard to try to give this label and stick it on to someone because of a 15-second interaction. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes judging makes sense. Sometimes, man, the cover title is going to give you info, but... I just, I can't take it personally because I know that you don't know me. And I know for a fact, if you were here, I'd take you out for a drink. We'd sit down. We'd talk about it. Maybe you would even agree to disagree, but you wouldn't hate me. This gets me to the second thing. A comment in large part, not a disagreement, but a negative comment, I truly believe is a reflection of that person's mental state in the moment. If someone says, F you, what's wrong with you? You know, you're never going to have friends or, wow, look at your short height or X. All that's telling me is how you view yourself. I made a video about um, the importance of having good networking and people talking good about you. And someone commented, wow, you care, you, you care about what other people think of you? LOL. And immediately I thought, oh, 
you care about what people think of you or you cared about what people think of you. So clearly, this is a sensitive subject to you. And because of that, it makes you more likely to want to interact with my content. And because of that, you are more likely to take it out of context with respects to me talking about, hey guys, networking is important. You want people to think good of you. These people might be your supervisor, the guy who's responsible for giving you your, your raise. You might want your spouse to think good of you because you want them to stay with you, right? So what ends up happening is, you know, you might comment something and I, it's almost impossible for me to get offended because I realize that you're not in an amazing place. You know, whenever someone says something, you know, bad or, or rude or whatever, I just, I have so much empathy and so much love. Like, you know, every once in a while, you know, I do make a joke and I do make fun out of it, but I genuinely have zero hard feelings towards anyone who's ever, you know, said anything negative towards my content or even towards other people's content, man. Because I understand that it's like, hey man, you're just in a bad place right now. How do I know? When I'm in a bad mood, either I haven't been eating well or sleeping well, I am more likely to think negative thoughts of videos than when I feel good. It's like I'll be scrolling through and I'm like, this is a stupid post, that's dumb. I'll never comment anything because I know better. I'm like, this is a dumb post, this is a stupid post, this is a whatever. But, but I will, and I, and I catch myself, I'm like, yo, Daniel, you're only saying this because you're grumpy because you're hungry. Like, that is playing a significant factor. I'm not talking about disagreeing, but I'm talking about just being like, hey man, this sucks. Imagine if you talk to people, and I saw this uh, stand-up comedy guy was doing this bit. He was like, yo, imagine if you talk to people, the way you comment on their posts. Like, imagine you just go up to some person and be like, you suck, and you walk away. Like, uh, thanks, man. You don't have to say that. You, you could just keep walking. Like, you don't have to, you know. Or imagine you go up to someone and you say, first. What the hell does that even mean, first? All right, and so what? And then just keeps walking. It's like, dude, you know, Please, my friends, be mindful whenever you post content. You cannot take it personally because they don't know you. Two, they're probably in a bad place themselves. And the only way you can make fun of someone because of their height or their weight or their whatever, size, it's because at one point in time, you made fun of yourself or other people have made fun of you or you feel insecure about yourself and the only way you think you're gonna bring yourself up is by bringing other people down. But when you love yourself so much, when you have so much love for who you are, you will never have to bring anyone else down in order to bring yourself up. Not only will you bring yourself up, but you will bring other people up with you. Right, so, so when people you know, comment with things like that, you know, and they make jokes and they say this and they say that, you know, a lot of it is just, I feel bad for you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry that you feel this way. I'm extremely happy for me, but it's just, man, like that's such a sad attitude because my friend, you're the problem, not me. You're the problem. I'll say it right now. Every once in a while, when I see a 16 or 19 year old, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely transparent with you guys. I make episodes, right? And I like to think I break down these topics. And some of them are, are more in depth and psychological, and some of them are more surface level. Rather, I put a lot of work into this. And even TikTok videos, right? People are like, oh man, TikTok ain't anything. You know what I mean? I take time with the videos. I think about the concepts. I think about what do I want to say? I fact check it. Is this factually accurate before I come out here and make a video? Whether it be on Instagram, whether it be on Facebook, whether it be on TikTok, whether it be on YouTube, does it make sense? And three, you know, what do the people want to see? And I go through all that and I put it out there and I post it and I might get 50 views. And then someone goes on TikTok 
and just makes a noise. 1.2 million views. There's 1% of me that for a second goes, wow. Almost looks at you and goes, I can totally understand why people would envy you and go, wow, look at with what simplicity, or so I think, with what simplicity you've captured so many viewers and attention and through that brand deal sponsorships and money. And instead of me coming out and being like, wow, I wish I was you, or wow, you know, I'm jealous and I wish you know, we could trade spots, a lot of people flip the alternative and go, you're so pathetic. Look at you, you're so talentless, you're a loser. You can do nothing. And the reason why they respond with that negativity is because they can't help but compare themselves to that person. So they either do two things, they either go, I wish I was in your spot, or they do the, man, you suck, I would never want to be there. No, you, come on, man, get out of here. You, what, you make videos about what? Pathetic. Man, what's wrong with you? Now, I'm not saying you, you have to like every video. But I'm saying there's a difference between being disinterested and, and almost this internal hate that is driven, like this hate for this person. You're overrating, you're blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like, you gotta stop comparing yourself to other people and understand people are gonna listen to what they're attracted to. And, you know, and that's a part of life and that's okay. Now, folks, wouldn't it be great if people never commented negative things? Wouldn't that be good? I bet it would be. Wouldn't it be good if people never stole or never sexually assaulted people or never robbed you? But guess what, folks? That's never going to happen. I, or I don't think it will happen. I don't think there'll ever be a time where 100% of the people will follow the rules. I, I, I don't think so. Racism legally ended a very long time ago. They said, hey man, you can't discriminate based on race. I gave it to Daniel, not to Jerome, because Jerome, you're black and I, I, don't, I don't want black guys working for me. That, that's not okay, legally. Now, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That doesn't mean he has the exact same mindset, but instead he goes, uh, sorry, Jerome, Daniel was just a little bit more qualified. But then you put our resumes beside each other and they look almost identical. Hell, his looks a little better than mine. And then he goes, why? Oh, I'm sorry, Jerome. You just, you weren't a qualified candidate. What the hell does that mean? Right? So you, you understand, you know, telling people, hey, sexual assault is bad. You need to stop. Hey, robbing is bad. You need, hey, killing is bad. Dude, the, the people who can think logically and rationally, they're not the problem, right? Everybody who can read and write and is competent and who understands just like their basic morals with respect to the law, they know it's bad. But it's the people who are logic is out the window. Right? Those are the people. And just saying, hey guys, don't comment negative comments. Listen, I mean, the, of course. It's like, of course, of course don't comment negative comments. But there will always be people who will. Right? And, and you really come to this mindset of, dude, you know, it's like telling guys, bullying is wrong. Please don't bully. 98% of people are going to get the message, oh, all right, man, I was just joking around. You know what? Clearly, it's more serious than I thought. I'm going to stop. But there will always be some who will keep bullying. And when they do, you got to remember, I got to be ready for you. You got to be friendly and nice and kind and courteous. But when people overstep their lines, I have to be ready. 
right? We're, we're so worried about making a world a less scary place, which is important. But we have to make sure we make ourselves stronger as well. Sometimes, you know, we make, our, we, we put ourselves in this bubble and we're safe and we're good. But, but what ends up happening is we're only good for, for a short amount of time until someone happens or there's a change in environment and that disrupts our peace. And then it, it's a massive shock and it's hard to bounce back from. So my friends, do your part, right? Have this mindset of, or so I think of it anyways, right? We always promote, hey, you know, don't bully, don't sexually assault, don't kill. Don't do drugs, but there's always going to be a minority who will. And that is who we have to target. That's who we have to, you know, I was watching this video. It was talking about, man, is it, isn't it sad how women have to leave their drinks unattended? How women, excuse me, can't leave their drinks unattended, you know, or how when walking alone in the parking lot, they have to, you know, always be aware and have their keys between their knuckles, you know, to defend themselves, you know, and is it sad? It's just reality. It's just how it is. And I think it's just how it always will be and how it always should be. It's like saying, isn't it sad that when you cross the road, you have to look left and right? I, never in my life am I going to put my life in someone else's hands. Never. never. Mm -mm. I've Once or twice, I swear to God, I, I went up to the, there's a sidewalk, I'm waiting there, and someone's driving by, and uh, he gets a red light. And I think, you know what? I don't trust you. I'm going to look at you. When your car stops, then I'll keep walking. I swear to God, I'm on the sidewalk. His, he gets a red light. I get the, the go ahead, like the thumbs up, you're good to go signal. But I think, I don't trust you. I'm going to look left. I'm going to wait till you stop. And guess what happened? He never stopped. Went right through the red light. Twice, on two separate occasions, this happened. Listen, I'm not saying it's a good thing. Uh, it's 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 not this it's not the idea of like oh you know it's okay or or promoting the idea it's just like hey listen you should always be cautious and this idea that there should be a time that you're not cautious I, I don't I don't think it's safe I don't think it's right I don't think it's rational I think you should always be careful at a party I think whenever you're walking at light man or woman you should always be cautious now is it sad is it happy man it's a reality that's what that is I'll always be like that. I wish, you know, I could walk down the street without guys catcalling me. You know what? You're right. That's, that's kind of messed up. Girls walking away. The dude who's her dad's age is, is, you know, saying things that are not too nice to hear. And that absolutely sucks. And that's not okay. I 100% agree with that. And the people who think logically and rationally and understand would agree with that. And that is the majority of men who would say, yeah, you're 100% right. That is not okay. But there will be a few who you could wear whatever you want. You could wear the most oversized clothing and they will still hit on you. And that is the problem. Unfortunately, there will always be people who will still go against the norms, who will still do what's wrong. And this isn't me justifying it. This isn't me saying it's okay. But I could be completely wrong about this. This is just my opinion. I, I could be completely off the mark. But personally, I believe that when you make messages like, hey, guys shouldn't do this, or anyone, anyone shouldn't do this, or shouldn't, shouldn't do that, or you shouldn't be with a guy just because of his money, the majority of the people will be on your team. But there will always be some who won't be. There will always be some, unfortunately, who will do the things that we don't want them to do. And because of those people, we got to watch out and we got to be careful. That's just how it is. If there's a day 
and I hope I'm wrong, where they say, hey guys, people don't sexually assault anymore. They've all stopped. They've realized it was wrong. You know, the guy who sexually assaulted eight women said, you know what, this sexual assaulting thing, it might be a little wrong. Like, like finally it clicked in, and when that happens, again, I hope I'm wrong, great. We don't have to be cautious anymore. Leave your drinks unattended. Don't look left and right when you're walking. Just trust that the driver will stop. Then it's okay. But until that day comes, please, my friends, be cautious of everything. Be careful of everything. Be ready for negative comments. Be ready for guys to look at you. Be ready just in case some creep wants to follow you. Just be careful, do not trust people because there are some creeps and just some mean and rude people or just people who've been in such a dark place and that that's all they know. So be ready for that. Be ready for that because I, I promise you the people who are listening to reason, the people who are logical and rational thinkers, they aren't doing that and that is not your, your demographic. These people are, are, they're a different story. And unfortunately, just talking to them, being like, hey man, catcalling is wrong. Like, dude, he doesn't give an F. That's why he's still doing it. I guarantee you, the majority of the guys who can think properly, they, they know and they agree with you and they don't do it anymore. Now it's just the people who unfortunately, it's just who you, you can't get through to. And they will. That's how they've always done it. They're used to doing it. It's extremely hard. So just please be careful. Just be mindful of that. Again, I don't mean to justify, but in my two cents, it's good to talk about it. But don't ever think that everybody's on your side all the time. I think I've talked enough for today, huh? <laughs> Man, my friends, thank you for letting me ramble. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope some of it was enjoyable. I hope you agree with some things. I hope you disagreed with some things. I hope you can reach out to me and educate me on some things that... You know, you think, Daniel, I think you were completely off the mark on this, son. This is what is really going on. And as always, folks, I love your feedback, right? If, if you listen to this episode and you, you know, DM me on Instagram. There's, I absolutely love hearing about what you like, what you didn't like, what you want me to talk about more often, and what things you want me to research. You might be like, oh, Daniel, I really want to hear you talk about dreams, man. Can you talk about the different stages? I really want you to hear you talk about aggression or you know, anxiety or depression, whatever it may be. So I really do take your feedback into account. As always, folks, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the other major podcasting platforms, as well as for the visuals on YouTube. Not to mention, you can follow me on all social media handles, handles, on social media apps, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I believe that's most of them. At Daniel Teaches. My friends, my name is Daniel. It's been an absolute pleasure. I am honored. I am grateful to be able to serve you. I wish you a safe day. Take care of yourselves. And I cannot wait for the next episode. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.